Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Out Podcast. Excited today to have on Derek Richardson. Uh, before we get to the interview, a couple of points. Um, number one, I'm really wanting to uh, guide people to the GoFundMe that uh, we're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, it is in the link uh, in, in the podcast description. Also, if you go to GoFundMe and you look up Indianapolis, Indiana, and DR Barber Salon, you'll find it that way. But the other thing I really um, wanted to do was is have conversations. Um, without a doubt, our focus has always been on innovation and entrepreneurship. And uh, I don't think things happen by accident. I think everything happens for a reason. And so we uh, we had just moved into uh, a downtown location and, and uh, we were walking around and, and we had met Derek. And, and we're going to get into that in the episode. But... The one thing that has really struck me is that um, Derek is also giving me some insight on um, entrepreneurship in the black community. And uh, uh, I've been challenged to kind of look deeper into this, and, and uh, we definitely want to do that, and we're going to be doing that. And the other thing is is just that in our conversations, and it's one of the, again, one of those times where I wish I would have pressed record after um, the podcast, because Derek and I got brainstorming, and we're excited about a lot of things, especially what we can do in in the city of Indianapolis and hopefully beyond. But the point was having conversations and uh, we're definitely going to need to make it a point uh, to collaborate more and have these conversations. Cause I, I, you know, as we started talking, we started to, to come to a lot of realizations and um, just being able to understand where we are uh, and where we stand uh, can, then we can find the gaps and, and help one another. Uh, so I felt energized by doing this podcast and then I had a lot of people reach out to me um, via social media and uh, other ways I can help share their audience our audience here Derek's not a Twitter guy but there's some strategies here maybe with Twitter and definitely on LinkedIn uh, but I, I, I think that uh, you know seeing that our focus has always been entrepreneurship innovation education there's a lot more we can do to amplify not just Derek's story, but you know, what Derek represents and, and the business community that he represents and, and some of the things that we can collectively do together. All right, enough gabbing and me. I'm telling you, you're going to love this conversation, so let's get right to it. Indianapolis' own Derek Richardson. All right, I am now joined with Derek Richardson. Derek, thanks for being on. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for having me. So, yeah, I had like a little short podcast last week and I was trying to understand some of the things what happened and uh, I had to see with my own eyes. Watching things unfold on TV uh, was disheartening and I, I've lived here, I'm, I'm a decent amount older than you, so okay. <laughs> I grew up in Indianapolis and uh, I was like, man, you know, we're, that's not going to happen here and, and it did. Exactly. And, and watching things um, start off with great I love freedom of speech. Oh, yeah, definitely. And definitely. watching that and then all of a sudden watching it um, unfold. unfold at night. So as I was walking around, started a conversation with you, and you had an unusual story and, and one that's we're going to dive into, but also where we're going to go from here. So tell everybody you know, what you got going on in, in your shop and everything else. Hello, everybody. Um, uh, my name is Derek Richardson. Um, I have a salon located um off of uh, Ohio and Delaware, 133 East Ohio. Um, yes, so <laughs> as he was saying, 
Um, it has been a struggle. It has been a struggle um, these last three months. So the last three months, of course, everybody's you know, struggling with the, the COVID, the COVID-19 and everything. It's trying to stay positive and, and just waiting and waiting. And, you know, of course, you know, we had some situations uh, pretty much, you know, pretty much come out, um, you know, with the, the killing and things like that. But um, with that, you know, it came a lot of um, protesting, a lot of protesting. And um, so during that time, um, yes, like he was saying, it's downtown Indianapolis. You know, downtown Indianapolis. I never thought that uh, things would would, would uh, take take this turn. So, um, yes, my shot was vandalized. Right, my shot was vandalized. Um, it was it was, you know, you you seeing things on TV. You, you're yeah. seeing people on TV, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is going on. And then you know, just to come and find out um, that um, the shop had been vandalized. Um, you know, if it's one thing, it's another. Um, that yeah, was, let, me, <laughs> let me back up. Like, how long was the COVID? I mean, like, when did you open? Um, we opened for as... Like, when did you start the salon? Uh, the, I started the salon, uh, it's two and a half, two and a half years ago. Okay. So it'll be three years right. coming up, you know, right. in September. So taking two months of <laughs> <laughs> revenue. Yeah, we're laughing about it now. I can't. Uh, it just hurts me to think about this. So you, you basically are told to shut down for two months. Yes. That's a kick to the yeah. gut anyway. Anyway. And then the insurance side of that. Right, right. So, yes, um, uh, two months, three months. <laughs> so it's been around three months. Mm. So uh, three months, right. Um, barbering is my livelihood. Um, barbering barbering is, is my love, uh, my passion. Um, it's my drive. Um, you know, to have something taken away from that because I love – giving back and empowering um, young and old, because it's all walks that come through. Um, mm -hmm. Men, women, um, kids, mm -hmm. granddads, everything. So, you know, the thing of, you know, when these individuals come in, it's like we give them more than a haircut. Right. You know, we find out a little bit more about them. Um, but for as the three months, they say, hey, you're going to have to shut down. So as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking like, shut down? Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I hear that companies get laid off or whatever. I've never been to a point where, right. as a barber, being laid off. Right. <laughs> so um, um, with that, um, funding, right, funding, um, I was, you know, never thought that this would happen. But, you know, I was preparing myself a little bit, um, you know, had a little something to kind of, you know, okay, this might be a couple weeks or whatever, such and such. So three months. Yeah, man, three months hit, and I say they say, hey, apply for the SBA. Uh, SBA. Yeah, um, you know, of course that was denied. Um, you know, unemployment. I'm still waiting for that. So it's just been it's just been a um, it's just been a pretty much a, <laughs> it's a roll down <laughs> memory lane. Right. So I mean, you know, I, I kind of laugh about it now, um, but it has been a struggle. It has been a struggle. Um, so, uh, man, so I, I don't know, man. It's like for this three months, it has been challenging um, enough. So to come out of the three months, yeah. right, to come out of the three months, you know, to, to hear about, you know, the things that are the things that's been going on or the thing that happened, mm -hmm. that kind of started all the rioting and protesting and right. things. So, um, 
right? You know, of understanding the cause, but damaging property, damaging property, and to wake up one day and see my property damaged. Right. I just didn't think that it that it happened. I mean, I didn't think that these things would go on here in Indianapolis. Right. Well, I remember when we first start talking, I just even Hunter was listening in, and like it was a perfect storm of one-two punch. You know, you're told to shut down for a while. That hurts. The the insurance thing. Insurance, yes, yes. Uh, So yeah. yeah, you don't have insurance all of a sudden because no. you don't have any customers. And honestly, like rightfully so, there's nothing really to insure you would think. And then the, the vandalism. And um, so I, I just remember seeing the look on your face uh, when we first started talking, um, where is, where are things going? Like what's, what are you hanging on to that? Like, okay, I got this. What gives you hope? And at the same time, also like, what are you up against that you're like, I'm a little nervous about, but we're going to get through this. Well, the thing of it is, is an entrepreneur, it's always hard. Um, <laughs> it's it always hard, man. Um, it, it's, it's a challenge. And, you know, any, any great person, any great leader, any great athlete, we're always faced with these things. Mm-hmm. And so you, you think that one day that, okay, this was, this was bad. And then, you know, next thing you know, this, it, gets, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the scenario. Um, to know that we were shut down for three months. And <laughs> so in my mindset, it's like as an entrepreneur, as a go-getter, I'm like, okay, all right, cool, okay. I've been down before, I've been down before, you know. I'm down, but I'm not out. So, okay, we scheduled to open back up. Okay, cool, game plan, all right, cool. I'm gonna try to cut as many as I can. Well, wait a minute, I can't cut as many as I had to take time with that. So I'm trying to put forth a game plan. I never thought about that. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to kill your customer base by you know, I mean, in and out. Right. Right. Because we, we had to, now we had to schedule accordingly. Oh. We had to schedule accordingly. We had to wipe down everything. We had to sanitize. Yeah. So these are some things that we do anyway, but it's just a precaution now with. Well, and you probably could only run at like 50% capacity. Exactly. So you, <laughs> Exactly. So don't, you know, you bring in your. So the revenue <laughs> you're trying to bring in to make up for three months is still only at 50%. Exactly. And exactly. And, you know, as an entrepreneur and as entrepreneurs, uh, it's one thing if we if we if we if we have or we don't have, I'll tell you, we got bills. (laughs) So bills become our best friend. Right. Right. So um, as an entrepreneur, I I cannot do what I usually would do, Mm -hmm. you know, work uh, long hours, extended hours, have people in and out. Mm -hmm. So. The game plan just got changed once everything came about. Um, Saturday mornings when I found out, I think it happened Friday yeah. night. Um, so yes, insurance collapsed. Everything uh, during the time, I said, "Okay, all right, cool." You know, once I get back to work, get everything together. You know, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. So two two days two two days before we go back, right? I come back to windows busted out yeah so i'm like oh my gosh it's not the cheap glass either i not saw cheap glass. No, right cheap glass. i saw no everything is special order this and yeah. that this <laughs> so yeah um it's been challenging it's been challenging so are, are you are you from indy originally yeah i'm from indianapolis um from indianapolis i went to Howell high school okay um yeah i've been here I'm born and raised yeah 
so obviously uh, your one of your strategies hopefully is counting on some of your original customers but then you're 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 a local guy right um, l- let me have you weigh in and not that you're gonna speak for other entrepreneurs but what have you heard about other people other entrepreneurs that are in your position uh, you know uh, and, and by position I mean they, they were also shut down and they also sustained damage. I remember your, your neighbor correct. there to your east also yeah. had similar. Yeah, correct. Um, um, uh, Romeo, um, his, um, his, well, not salon, but his restaurant, mm-hmm. his restaurants, Michael Soul Kitchen, um, Michael Soul Kitchen. So he's an entrepreneur as well. And we both share common goals, common vision. We know mm-hmm. we, I think we share the same birthday month. <laughs> so we both, you know, have characteristics alike. So not only did it uh, it affect my business, it affected his business as well. Now, he's been down there for, uh, again, he's located um, at 115 East Ohio Street. Yeah. So he's right next to me. Yeah. So he's been in business for, I think, like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of starting, and he mm-hmm. was about to open up as well. So... His business was affected as well. Mm-hmm. So once my, uh, they hit his business, they hit my business as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a setback for him. Yeah. And so, you know, we're we're trying to work together to try to raise money and try to come together. You know, as, as one. Yeah. To actually, be, before we go any further, you you have a GoFundMe, correct? Yes, I have a Go GoFundMe. Um, it's the DR Barber Salon. Um, it's a GoFundMe. We'll definitely make sure we yeah. have links. Uh, in the description of this podcast. So we heavily encourage people that if this is weighing on your heart to consider giving. Um, so let me ask you, uh, how, where do we go? I mean, like, I can only imagine this is a difficult position for your, a lot of people to be in, but especially you. You're, you're, I'm assuming you understand why we're protesting. Right. And at the same time, I'm not going to pretend that. I want to listen and learn more, um, but also hearing your journey, I was like, I, I think that there's a lot of people wanting to know, of, A, how can we help, but what are, how, it was especially painful, I remember the first time we talked, it was especially painful that, you know, two black-owned businesses right next to each other were sustaining damage for a protest that you were probably supporting. Exactly. How, you know, how do we get the word out of, the difference between the damage and the protest or, or, you know, your insights on that. Well, I think that, yes, um, I'm an African-American, right? So I think that the problem is with society is that we hate what we don't understand. Mm. Um, so, you know, you know, because of, you know, color or skin or whatever, um, I think we all just need to just look inside. We, we look so much on the outside, we don't look on the inside. And sometimes we take things of, of the past and bring it into our future. Mm-hmm. The future is changing. We're evolving. You know what I'm saying? We come together. We're working as one. So, but in the reality of it, we, we're always going to have uh, one or two um, people that does not understand the journey, the, the, the color, the black, white, green, whatever. Mm-hmm. But our voices need to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to... Um, Think before we act. You know, we had to think before we act. A lot of the situations, we um, we want to voice our opinion. We want to voice anger, and I think that's what took place. Yeah. 
right? So the voices became angry, you know, as going down protests and uh, the voices get louder. Mm -hmm. So the louder you get, the angrier you're going to get. Yeah. So we can't let anger um, take and destroy um, our our future because um, the future is, is together. I mean, we all are in this together. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. Although we might look different or whatever, such and such, but we all, we, we bleed the same. We all in the same and inside. Sure. You know, I don't know there's too many people that has two hearts and five lungs and, you know what I'm saying, uh, two arms. I mean, it's, we're all in the same. We're all the same. So I just think that it's more of an understanding of uh, each individual um, and understanding what they've been through. So I think a lot of times what happens is, is that a lot of cases happen because of, of not knowing so we had to stay connected to life mm -hmm. and understand um, people and people's purpose and what people's been through. Mm -hmm. So we had to be to a point of just kind of just think before we act. No, as, as I was listening to you, uh, especially talking about the COVID months, I think the interesting thing about having interviewed entrepreneurs, especially, they always have a plan. But being told to not do anything... <laughs> Right. has never been part of the plan. That powerless feeling is frustrating. And so I'm also hearing you say a lot of the anger, I think if I'm picking up what you're, what you're talking about is also the powerless feeling of a lot of things that you can't control. Exactly. And that when that anger boils over, it's because sometimes you can't control it. And I think that's what really hit me when we first started talking is like, you got hit with a triple whammy. Right. Um, so you're on the cusp of being able to control some things mm -hmm. when things return to normal, when you can have it a hundred percent capacity of you know, building your customer base back up. So I'm assuming that is a hope, but like, give me one thing you're building towards, but at the same time, one thing that you're preparing for, or hopefully things don't go this path, whether that be, on the government side, on on how we're going to reopen, or hopefully no more vandalism. But you know, is that on your mind? Do you think the you know so one hope and one concern? Um, well, the the one hope and the plan, right? Sometimes we can never plan for these type of things to happen or to take place. So one of the things in which COVID has took place, man. Um, it has taught me to to love one another, mm. um, reach out. Um, you know, finances and things like that come important to us as uh, entrepreneurs and, and, and businessmen and women. But um, to realize and take in our you know our family, um, some of the things that we plan to do, I think that we need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, for if it's you know take a trip, um, mm. you know start a business, mm -hmm. you know uh, invest. So just be more wise about um, some of the some of the opportunity that takes place, you know, in the in the future. Um, so uh, the 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 plan, <laughs> whew, the the plan is just to be to stay focused, stay focused. Um, don't take life for granted, mm. and you you have to take one day at a time. You have to take one day at a time. Um, as an entrepreneur, is that uh, me? I'm, I'm faith based. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> you know, God is, is is that's that's who I ride with. So, and whoever God it is, you know what I mean. Just 
believe in yourself for one. And I think that COVID, COVID was a thing that had us to a point where we had to look inside ourselves. Because one thing, mm. what happens is that the COVID, and I, and I say this a lot, is that it took away the mirror, mm. right? COVID took away the mirror, right? Because now you took away the people that make you look good. You took away the people that touch you. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So now you have to look at yourself day in and day out. So if you weren't in touch with yourself, one thing about COVID, you was in touch with yourself then. Or were you? Or were you? My, so again, we, I talk with a lot of entrepreneurs and they, they heck, we even had like a two-week course for students. And all the entrepreneurs were saying, this time is so valuable for you to work on skills in you. Mm-hmm. And yet, I think without a doubt, the COVID weeks, I know who won COVID weeks. It was Tiger King. <laughs> yes, yes. So, the, like, I, I would say, yes, a lot of people started finding themselves, a lot of introspection. But I also saw there was a lot of distractions. There was a lot of Netflix binging. And, and, and maybe that's what, I mean, that was also maybe a form of therapy. Uh, ironically enough, that was when you were kind of <laughs> alluding to the fact that your shop sometimes is part therapy. Yeah. Sometimes people go in there and you know what? They just like to talk, mm-hmm. get some get some things off, to, <laughs> I almost said get some things off their head. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly what they're they, going to do. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. More yeah. than get just the hair off their head. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in some ways, like, yeah, like it's, that was taken away from them. They're, I'm going to go. Uh, and and you know kind of decompress and also yeah. get my haircut, um, but that whole introspection thing. Yes, I hope that that's more people than not. But I think some people were just distracted. Right. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Yeah, but I know it's funny that you said that. You know, as far as the shop, you know, the shop was uh, it was like a a, a man or a woman's uh, it's therapy. It's the way to, to get away and to mm. to vent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things you said about the plan um, is try to uh, orchestrate um, some type of um, membership program just to get more connected with mm. our clients, uh, build more of a network, mm-hmm. you know, um, where create the, the, the salon or the shop as a chamber, mm. you know what I'm saying, to help uh, young men, men, young women, women, to, to evaluate and prepare themselves for his life and um, things to come. I like that. You know, it become like more of a, a membership where we are all connecting and we have different, um, you know, different things like that. You know, in, in insurance. So we all be, <laughs> we all say, yeah, 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 collective idea. Actually, there's some interesting things come down the pike on collectives and being group insured and not having through a company. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. Okay. Um, <laughs> but when we were talking uh, earlier today, uh, we were also talking about, you know, you, you've got some youth involvement um, mm-hmm. and, you know, some of that's through the city. I think it's, uh, you know, Tony Lopez. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about that, because I'm obviously I'm assuming that this is what you're talking about right. on this collective. I'm, I'm serving more than, um, yeah, know, more the youth, right, yeah, more right. the youth. So uh, yes, uh, Tony, he has uh, more so of, um, and once this thing is kind of over, we you know we, we're we're back up to um, 
uh, uh, I guess a hundred percent if we ever get to a hundred percent, but if we're back to a hundred percent, um, we're going to have, um, things more so as the community to come together, you know, more of the youth to come out, um, to kind of show off some of their talents, um, more so if it's, um, gardening, um, you know, painting, it's going to have a bunch of activities. Right. Um, and that's here in like, uh, as soon as we get the glass up. <laughs> so, okay. so I think it's uh, more so of, um, in two weeks about two weeks okay. we're going to have things together so far as that so if um, going back over all this reflecting I'm, I'm a big fan of always reflecting and seeing where things go if you had um, the ear of the mayor the governor the president in that order and they specifically wanted to know about you and your business and you had an elevator time 45 seconds and you know i'm not going to time you by the way i'm not going to time you i'm not going to time you right uh what would you say that how can you help me at a local level a state level and a national level that's just awareness you know awareness uh you know let folks know that you know that i'm here or we here because it's you know it's not a, a I thing, it's a we thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So By I'm here, talking about your business owner yeah. and you want to give back to the community? I want to give back to the community as well, you know, and just how important that um, the salons, the salons are, mm-hmm. you know, because we bring people together. We, mm-hmm. we touch everybody, right, mm-hmm. Every, everybody. So we help men and women. I mean, I can tell you some stories that go on. I mean, I, I, some, some guys that is going to take their life, man, I'm telling you, and, you know, and I talked them through it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So we hear it all. Yeah. We hear it all. So we are we are we are powerful. So uh for us my business uh per se is that um hey, I'm here. I'm the I'm Derek of the DR Barber Salon. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm here. I'm I'm here for you. Okay, you know? so set it Mayor Hogsett. We need like we need for these businesses to be open because we're 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 serving the community in just more than the haircuts. More than haircuts. More than haircuts. State level, Governor Holcomb, he hears the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming then the president, like essential businesses. Because I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this, like it, there was a lot of jokes that were saying that, like an essential business should be haircuts because people were like, <laughs> uh, I, I can, uh, honey, I'm sorry, my wife's listening to this, but you know, they, some were. were Forty-seven, and mm-hmm. you know, coloring. <laughs> right. You know, right. We, you know, uh, and there's the funny side of that, but like, there's the serious side of it too. Of like, the seriousness is that you you're making the argument that salons and barbershops are part therapy, part yeah. equalizer, yeah. part calming, we part s- bringing people together, and I love that because I mean, I, you know, when Hunter and I when we first met you, we were walking away. And we even talked about doing the podcast. The first thing Hunter said is, we got to help this guy. Because your story resonates on more than just you. All right. Uh, and you've made that, you've laid that case clear. And I, that's why I said, you know, you, you, have the, you have the three levels, the city, the state, and the national. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, because um, I think the hard thing to watch was, watch was watching business owners say, why am I not essential? Exactly. Uh, watching local shops stay closed while national big chains stayed open. Um, 
And I, of course, that could be a whole other hour podcast <laughs> yeah. on what was what. But I mean, I, I think you made a great case that you bring people together. We do, we do, and that's important. And that's that's what our, that's that's what this is about, right? Mm. We're trying to bring people together, and don't take away the things that brings people together. And I say things like, you know, you know, you got your restaurants and stuff like that. We always ate at the table. My my, my parents was from. Louisiana, Mississippi. So we have a lot of Southern ways. So we do a lot of things now that people don't do. You know, we we when it's dinner time, we all eat at the table. Yeah. I think nowadays more of the generations that you know the kids is eating in the room. Everybody's eating, you know, different parts of the house. You know, I mean, somebody's eating outside, somebody's doing this. So um, the barbershop and the salons, man, we we change lives. I know I change lives, and um, you know it's. It's emotional um, when you think about it, like a grown man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. grown men just coming. It's like having problems, facing, facing time, facing divorce, mm-hmm. facing so much. Mm-hmm. And we, they trust us because mm-hmm. we stand over. So you got to trust. You, uh, you know what? <laughs> no, there's a psychological component of that. Like I, back in the college years, I really enjoyed psychology classes. The whole campfire thing when mm-hmm. kids, there's a reason why kids would open up around a campfire. You're pouring out your heart, but you're not allowed to make eye contact because it's dark. And you feel like there's actually a little bit more trust there. Because when you read somebody's eyes, you're thinking, are you judging me? Are you going to make fun of me by me opening up? Are you going to snicker? Are you going to say, ha ha? Like, it, you feel more comfortable. I can actually, when you said that, you're facing out, but you're still talking to them. You may be able to glance at them in the mirror, but they feel comfortable because they're getting it. Well, the therapist in the couch. Yes, sir. Normally when you're on the couch, you're right. looking up on the couch, and the therapist is behind Find you. This is making sense. That's it. That's it. That's just the trust, man. Just to have a grown man or a grown woman mm-hmm. or just anybody standing over you. You're giving yourself, you're giving your, this vulnerability. And so now by that taking place, this person, you're, they're gaining trust in you. For one, you got razors, razors, knives, and everything that's coming towards, towards you. Mm-hmm. So they trust us. So these are times people also, during the COVID, I say, hey, you know, um, you take away the mirrorness and that, but a lot of people lose their lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we are the therapists, you know, and, and we, we were the surgeons, you know, in, in our book of barbering, we were the surgeons, mm-hmm. you know, and psychiatrists and all that, we, we were that. You know what I mean? I have performed that in my in my years of, of being a barber. You know, um, my barber shop was on 56 and Guy Road. I was a business owner over there for for 10 years, right? And one of the things that I want to bring there was togetherness. And when I moved to downtown, the thing I saw downtown and what downtown lacked to me, and I know I love the community. But I didn't see a lot of, um, as the barber business, I didn't see a lot of uh, love that was performed in there. Everything was kind of like, get you in and get you out, mm-hmm. right? So it's hard to build a relationship when just getting you in and getting you out. I had to get to know my clients because my clients become family. You know, well, I can call you up on Christmas, hey, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Not just send you a card, I'm gonna call you up and say, hey, Merry Christmas. So. You know, our industry is very, it's very important. It's very important, you know, to help with self-esteem and, and all that. So that's what I would tell them. Hey, look, <laughs> do not shut us down. 
Keep us afloat. You need us more than you know. You need us because you got to think about it, you know, and then for the youth. You know what I'm saying? This young man is sitting down looking up to us. Yeah. Where some of the fathers disregarded them right. or didn't pay attention to them. So now they're looking up to us. Right. Right? Because for one, we're going to get their, get their hair cut, but they're looking at us as an example. So that's why it's so important to us to keep standing, keep standing strong. To face these type of times, yes, it is hard. It is hard. I'm a very strong man. I'm a very strong man. But to see that happen Saturday, I, I was just, I was done. I was mentally drained. I saw the look in your eye. I was drained, yeah. man. I'm, I'm a strong guy. I'm a strong. I might look like I'm strong, but I, I'm a strong guy mentally, man. But that, because just to get back and then like this happen, yeah, yeah, it was, it was mentally drained, man. So, so yeah. I uh, I have enjoyed this conversation. Um, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, uh, I will know you for a long time. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, I love the resiliency. I love the 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 insight. Um, but most importantly, I love that you got a plan. Yeah. Let's get back to business. Let's uh, form those relationships. I love the fact that you're going to be working with students. That's my heart. Oh, yeah. uh, it was great. Matter of fact, and even it was so serendipitous uh, when we met because even Tony was right there, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, we need to talk." Right. And your other buddy's like, "Hey, hey, hey, we need to talk. I got this basketball tournament at How High School, and yeah. I mean, the whole thing was. Did you know they took photos of us? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, somebody, yeah, somebody's blog. Uh huh. Uh, somebody was. Um, oh. Uh, uh, Steve Jefferson from Channel Six. Oh, Channel Six. Oh, yeah, Steve. So all of a sudden, Steve was a client of mine. No way. Because all of a because all of a sudden, somebody's like, "Oh my gosh, there's Mr. Wetrick," and I'm like, "Huh? What?" I had no idea they were taking. Anyway, uh, yeah. the whole thing was kind of serendipitous because yeah, the right people were at the right time, uh, and I was pleased to meet you and your friends, and and a lot of the people were just so willing to say, "I mean, let's do something. Let's do something positive. Let's do something amazing." And and I know that you're going to do that. And so uh, if there's ways. Actually, there is ways we can. It's clear. Yeah, we'll yeah. be we'll be doing it's some love. Stuff together. We spread Absolutely. the love, man. Spread Absolutely. the love. You know, what I mean? um, for the for the people that don't check uh, the audio, where can we find the GoFundMe? I mean, obviously, it's, GoFundMe it's website, and then the the Dr. Barber Salon. Dr. Barber Salon. The Dr. Barber Salon. Okay. So you know. So if you're listening to this and too lazy to look up the link <laughs> or click on the description, if you're just driving, actually, if you're driving, don't click on anything. But yeah, Dr. Barber Salon's on GoFundMe. But again, we will have the direct link to there. Derek, yeah. uh, man, appreciate you. I appreciate you as well, man. Thanks for having fist me. Fist bump because we're not allowed to shake hands. Man. Fist bump. And I appreciate you being on. So, oh, I guess uh, people want to get other than the GoFundMe. Uh, you're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. Are you a LinkedIn guy? Uh, no, I'm. I'm. Unfortunately, no, I'm not on Twitter. Not. not That's fine. Not yet. That's <laughs> fine. LinkedIn. Are you a LinkedIn guy? I'm LinkedIn. Uh, Good. Derek. Derek Richardson. So I will have a link to that too. Okay. Okay. Business. Business people will will, will really enjoy hearing this journey. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is Don Wetrick with Derek Richardson, reminding you there's opportunities everywhere. We'll see you.